Like Jesus Podcast, episode 70. Hey, this is Olus Sobanjo, and I'm your host on the show. You know, it's always been my desire to embrace God's purpose and be like Jesus, but I was afraid for many years, but not anymore. (laughs) This is the show where I tell you about my journey to purposeful living and share the amazing stories of other great people with you. My aim is that as you listen, you will also embrace God's purpose for you and start to impact people around you with the uniqueness that God has put in you. So let's get started. All right. So welcome to Like Jesus Podcast. This is another special recording. Today I have my very good brother, uh, Jean-Yves Intonet. He's a pastor, a husband, and a father. But one thing that I I love so much and I know about him, you know, from the very beginning when we first met is his passion for the Lord. You know, he has this passion and and this zeal, you know, and joy to serve the Lord and to help people for many years, you know. And and I I thank God, you know, when he was still single and, you know, (laughs) you know, and and I I thank God for, for his life. So, Pastor Jaiv, I'm very glad to have you join me uh, on Like Jesus Podcast. Welcome. Uh, definitely, I'm really blessed to be um, uh, among you and among all your viewers. Um, uh, I'm also a listener to your program. So definitely, it's an honor for me to be on the other side. Very good. Very good. I'm, I'm so glad to, to, to have you here with me. And uh, as we do this recording, I'm in Cornwall, Ontario, Canada, and he is in uh, Montreal. Montreal, Quebec, Canada, you know, yes. so we're not too far away, you know, from each other, about an hour, you know, away from each other, but, but we're not, you know, sitting together in the same uh, studio, in the same place. And, uh, but it's, it's really good that you got to, you know, make out time for this, you know, to, to be a part of this. Uh, and, and I know that you listen to the podcast, so it's, it's a blessing to, to have you come to the other side, like you said. <laughs> very good. I like the experience already. Very good. One of the very uh, exciting and interesting thing about uh, my guest today is, is that, you know, he, he studied to be uh, an engineer, you know, very similar to my husband, I guess, you know, <laughs> uh, you, you know, when you, when you find somebody that, that is in the path that you want to walk, you, it, it kind of makes you feel like you're at home, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so he also, you know, like my husband did study to be an engineer and at some point he began to sense, you know, or maybe actually, maybe I shouldn't tell the story for you. So, so what I would, what I would say, like to know is actually let's go way back you know, uh, from how did you get to know the Lord? How did you come to um, understand the love of God for you? And then we'll go to the aspect of purpose. Oh, certainly. Thank you for the question. Actually, um, uh, what happened is that um, uh, like any other person, I mean, who is born in a so-called Christian family, um, uh, the reason why I'm saying so to say Christian family is because when we were, we were born, at least my parents used to go to church. So mm-hmm. we used to go to church and um, uh, Sunday after Sunday we were going there. And actually, to be honest, um, uh, uh, 
when we started going to church at the beginning, it was in my um, uh, dad's church, and they were speaking the local dialect. So for me, really, yes, I could understand it, but there were some words that were a bit um, too difficult for me to understand. And then after that, we moved away to go to a church where they had a French service. So my mom would definitely bring us in that church um, every Sunday. It was from 11 to 1. It was really nice, actually. Um, uh, I met different type of people, so I could even follow a bit more or what was really happening, because the thing is, sometimes when you miss out on things, and it's difficult for you to really connect with what is happening. So mm. I was able actually to connect uh, in a deeper way. And then um, uh, one of these days, uh, out of the blue, I guess, um, uh, my mom said, I now um, you people are old enough, it's important for you to be baptized. So I said, mm. so I guess I need to be baptized. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, th I started taking the class um, mm. uh, for water baptism. And then I realized actually that um, I was going there, but without any passion, without any interest, and the teacher sensed it. So we've, um, he went to see my mother, and he told my mother, you know what, I'm not sure this person is really ready to be baptized. <laughs> so I asked my mother, what does he want? He said, yes, but you are a bit distracted. I said, oh, he, also, he only wants me to be focused. So like a good student, <laughs> I became focused. So focused, I could recall everything that he was saying. He was asking questions, I was answering. So in his mind, he was thinking, mm. now this guy is really connected to what is happening. But really mm. deep inside me, I was, I was just like, I was just giving him exactly what he was looking for. Mm. And um, uh, one of these days, actually, we had like a kind of crusade in our church. Mm. And it used to happen every last Sunday of the month. I've never attended actually that crusade. The only reason why I attended that particular one is because the pastor that was sharing that day, my mother knew him. So mm. she was willing actually to allow us to go there. So I went there with my brother and my sister. We, we all went there. And then um, I cannot tell you what is the message that he shared that day. Mm. All I knew is that by the time, actually, I was just eager for him to finish. Mm. When he, he started saying, who wants to give his life to Jesus? Really? In my mind, I was just like, can you stop so that I can go ahead mm. and mm. I, I I go and really say to the whole world that, you know what, this is what I want. And then automatically, at the same time, I became scared. I was like, hmm, what are, going, are people going to think about me? But I'm in the church and I'm even concerned about the fact that what other people are um, looking at. But still, um, I was concerned. And while I was thinking, should I stand up? Should I not stand up? I saw my brother actually um, standing up in the place where he was. I said, ah, this one cannot get to the throne of Christ without me. <laughs> I need to quickly get before <laughs> I was sitting a bit in front. So I stood up and I also went there and really after that, it was really a street. That was the day. It's amazing. I cannot recall exactly what he was preaching on. Mm. All is that my life cannot remain the same from this moment. Mm. I need to do something with this life. This Jesus is the one that I need. And from that moment, it became history. Really, Man. it completely changed my life from that moment. I was excited. I was even talking about Jesus to all the people around me. Can you imagine what has just happened to me? Mm. I was even going, I opened the Bible. I started asking people questions. It was really a great experience. Actually, that's where I realized that something has happened within me. Amen, amen. About how old were you? Do you remember? Um, uh, I think, I was um, uh, 13, 14, around okay. that time. Okay, yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing. And and so after that, you studied mechanical engineering, did you? Exactly. Yes. So yeah. tell us more. Uh, what happened actually is that, um, <laughs> that's a funny, it's, it's good that you're asking the question. What happened is that when I was still in high school, I um, uh, I had a French teacher, and the French teacher actually, she was a nun. So and I guess, and one of these days, she asked us one question. She asked us the question, 
what would you want to do when you'll be older? So me, in my mind, I say, this one, she's a non-show, she may understand. I wanted, my, the first answer that came to my heart was, I want to be like Jesus. Mm. So like, you're exactly like your poster, I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> and, and that was my answer. And it's amazing because the thing is, I say to myself, if I'm saying that, she may be offended. So I say, I want to be like the Pope. Okay. She was even more offended because she told me it's the vocation <laughs> and we cannot have that teaching. So that moment, actually, I really stopped sharing that with people. And I started sensing that something was wrong in this. Um, I mean, something was happening inside me in the sense that each time I was going to church, um, I was listening to the pastor and there were sometimes, because when we were coming back, my dad would always ask us the question. So what did you learn today? What is it that he was preaching about? So we'll be able to share it while we are having our, our meal at noon. And then, um, funny enough, there are days where in my mind I was thinking, the way he shared the message today, I will have shared it in another way. So what I used to do is that during the week, especially during the vacation, while, for example, my brother and sister, they will be playing around, me, I will go in my dad's, my dad's office, he has an office at home, so I will start rewriting the sermon with the idea, the example that I thought will be an example be better. of somebody that at least they'll be able to say, this, I understood this concept. So actually, that's where from that moment, I started realizing, hmm, what is this thing that when other people are passionate about, for example, playing around all those type of things, me, I'm only passionate about rewriting people's sermon. I'm like, oh, um, there's definitely something inside. And like I said, um, a few years after, when um, I shared that with my French professor, she was a bit um, dismissive in the sense that I put a hold onto that, in the sense that I realized that, you know what, since I'm sharing my passion and it seems that is not something that is to be discussed in public, <laughs> I am going to stop that and then I'll continue to do my life like everybody else. What do people want to do? Whether you are a doctor or something and then I guess I became an engineer. Mm, mm. And, and you know, it's, it's very interesting how you're saying that because a lot of, a lot of times it's, it, you know, we conform to what everybody expects, you know, from us. And, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of keep going in that direction you know, mm. just to coast along because that's the thing, yes. that's the norm that you're supposed to do, you know. Mm -hmm. But thank God, thank God for, you know, <laughs> the Holy Spirit that doesn't leave us alone, <laughs> you know, that, 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 that keeps, you know, nudging in our hearts that, you know, there's something that I made you for. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that, you know, our listeners that are listening to this right now, I'm sure that there's a reason why God is, you know, keeps bringing this same thing over and over to you, that I made you for a reason, I made you for a purpose, you know, and, and, and so Pastor Jaive, I'm, I'm very grateful that you're bringing it to that aspect because, you know, it's very important. So how did you get to the point of pastoring? Uh, definitely. What happened is that actually by the time I finished um, uh, engineering, um, uh, all my classmates, they were really passionate about the different companies to work for. So some people will say, well, since I studied here in Canada, so uh, people wanted to work either for Bombardier, for Pratt & Whitney, for Hydro-Quebec. And when I was sitting down in my um, house, in my living room, I was thinking, me, I'm confused. I've just finished school. I'm about to graduate and I have absolutely no desire to do engineering. Mm. Actually, I felt that I was kind of confused. I was wondering, God, what is happening to me? And I started actually, there's something, because of that confusion, there's something actually that 
kind of emulated um, uh, from, from within me. And that was like, you are good at nothing. And there was a moment, actually, it's amazing because you have just finished um, engineering, mm. you're an engineer, but yet it seems that is not enough. Mm. Um, because I was looking for something and I could not find that satisfaction, that peace within the engineering industry. Mm. So I said to myself, maybe actually I need to be um, a more technician, so maybe I need to back um, uh, to a lower grade and get a small diploma here and there to be able to get a bit more excited about this engineering thing. But even that one, it didn't work. So I just um, uh, have one day actually, I, I, I think I had like a bit of a meltdown because I was wondering, after all these studies, just to come to this place and mm. still nothing to show for it, mm. no job within me. Because mm. actually that's what is important. If I'm doing something and really want to be passionate about it, I really want to be excited about that. And I could see that there was absolutely no passion. So I became confused. Then I started asking myself the question, is it that I didn't take the right path? Because back in the days I wanted to be, when I was young, I was a bit confused. I said, today, I one day I wake up, I will say, I want to be a lawyer because I'm really passionate about really defending people. Another day I wanted to be a pilot. Another day I wanted to be a doctor. Another day I wanted to be a psychologist. So for a small period of time, I was really considering um, just going from one career to another one because I was feeling inside me something is wrong. Mm. And then um, what really um, helped me, and I really thank the Holy Spirit for that, is that first of all, one day I sat down and then I thought, I said, okay, what is it that my mind is always going AY? And I realized actually that the only reason why he's doing that is because I'm looking for something to settle in, but I'm not able to find that thing. So I realized, I, I sat down one day and then I said, okay, why is it that today I want to be a doctor and tomorrow I want to be a pilot and the day after I want to be a, a, um, a policeman? So I said, is there something in common into all these things? Mm. And, when I, and I realized actually that those people or those careers, they are there to help people. Mm. So I was able actually to connect the fact that my desire really is to help people. Mm. And there's, there's a saying actually, there's a French um, uh, um, writer um, uh, from, from, from Martinique, it's Aimé Césaire, and there's one thing that he said, he says, my mouth will be the mouth of those who do not have the mouth. And mm. I always say that sentence. And I always say to myself, this is exactly what I want to be. I want mm. to be of those who don't have the mouth. Those who are, um, are weak, those who are not able to express themselves, I really want to help them to have that mouth or to be that mouth for them so that whatever it is that they are looking for, they will be able to get it. So by the time actually I was able to zoom into that, what at that time it was around 2008, I went on vacation in Cameroon. And when I went um, back in Cameroon, I met one of my friends. We, we went out and then in, in the midst of the conversation, he is the one who said, oh, like you, when you were a student, um, you said that you wanted to be a pastor. And it's amazing. It is the day where I realized that, oh, so all this time, uh, actually, this is exactly why I'm confused. Hmm. It's because the thing that I always wanted to do, because like I told you earlier, I decided to shut it down since I saw the reaction people. Hmm. But discussion with him, he's the one who brought it down. And when he brought it back, I was like, Finally, hmm. that's why I've been running up and down. I'm just looking for something. Why the reason why actually I'm looking, I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking for peace is just in front of my eyes, but I've just um, buried it way into my into my mind. But thank God for Him, God was able to use Him actually to bring it back. It was just Him reminding me what has happened 
in high school, but by the time he said it that day, I was like, yes, this is it. This is exactly what God has called me to do. It's becoming, it's, it's wanting to be a pastor. So from that moment, really, I was liberated. Hmm. I was at peace. And I was like, God, I give you praise. Because really, today, now, I know that I'm not confused. Amen. Or I'm not confused. Only to have that peace and to know that this is where I'm going, it became really a joyful moment from that day. So hmm. with that also, um, it also helped me actually with the type of job that I was looking for. Because now, from that moment, I was no more eager to want to do a job in engineering or the stuff or thing. No. Mm. If I was going to work, I was just saying to the Holy Spirit, what are the opportunities that you put my way mm. so that I'll be able to develop the things that will be useful to the future? Mm. So that's actually how um, everything started. And then um, uh, I moved. Um, uh, so side by side, being a pastor and at the same time, a, so to say, career in the secular world until I decided that both of them, um, I mean, I will not have two separate with, but I will make both of them to Oh, no, no, don't, don't rush. Don't rush. We'll take you one by one, okay? Okay. So, <laughs> <Don't stress. laughs> so no, but, but I'm very excited because, you know, when you were talking, you said, you know, the the you know, conversation you had with your friend that day, you know, brought what was there back to life. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and and it's it's just really uh, exciting to know that you know God will use different things to bring things you know back to to perspective for us. You know, mm-hmm. and and so from what you're saying, you know, what what I'm getting is the fact that you know sometimes God will you know rearrange things. You know, I guess maybe He brought you to that conversation because He knows the the person that will remind you. You know, exactly. he brought you to Cameroon you know, so that you can hear that thing. And as soon as you heard that, it kickstarted what was there already, you know, and, and then, you know, things started aligning, you know, like it started making sense, um, you know, and, and so you you went back to work, you started looking for a job, but now you're looking for, you know, you, you're not looking for a career in, in engineering any longer. You're looking for now to find what exactly it is that you're supposed to be doing. How did you, how did that, what was, tell me a little bit more about the process of, you know, from the time that you, you left being uh, scattered in your mind to the place where you, you know, you now began to pastor. Yes, actually, um, what happened is that, um, it's a good, actually, it's, it's a good question. What happened is that by the time I realized that, okay, now I'm called to become, a, to be a pastor, um, still, there was a bit of a, a small gap where, in my mind, at the, at, it was at the end of video where I was still saying to myself, I still need to find a job in engineering. So I kept on applying in engineering to be able to get a job there. And then, but I was, one day I was praying out of nowhere. Actually, your husband used to have um, a, a newspaper called um, African Reflection. And out of nowhere, as I was praying that day, I felt in my heart that, you know, you need to go and, and walk um, uh, with Pastor Ade. In my mind, I'm thinking, what is that? Me, I'm looking a job in engineering and you want me to go and work with him for the newspaper? So he said, yes. So I kind of buried that idea for a while. So for a longer period of time, actually, I didn't get a job. I was jobless for a while because I was insisting or I was stubborn in the sense that I wanted a, an engineering job, even though I already knew exactly what I wanted. Because I felt that, you know, I still want to prove to people that I'm an engineer. How mm. come I 
they say that um, I've wasted all these years of studies and then now it's up to nothing. No, 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 no. I need to work in engineering. So because of that, actually, it put a kind of delay into my heart, in my life. But the good part about it, I got to a point where I was really, now, when the bank started calling you, you say, when are you making the minimum payment on your credit card? And all those mm-hmm. stuff. That's where you realize that, wow, now I need really to wake up and get a job. So that day, I remember again, I was really um, sorry before the Lord, and I was telling him, you know what? Really, I'm tired. I'm true about it. You need to help me. And the same idea came again. Go and see Pastor Ade and try to work with him. So I went to see him. Um, I told him, you know, um, uh, God has been laying that into my heart and then I've been kind of resisting all this time. So I'm really willing to work with you and to help you to grow the business. And by that time, actually, it's amazing. He told me, okay, this is what you're going to do. But by the, the understanding that I had at the beginning was that, or oh, seems, or oh, it was my understanding that we will be doing that together. You guy just gave me the keys of the car and he said, go and walk. I think I stay in the parking lot for 30 minutes. I was asking myself the question, what has just happened? Because I was thinking we will work together. He said, no, go and look for clients, all those type of things. So really it was, the, the reason why I'm sharing that is because it was something that really helped me to realize what is indeed um, doing a work of the pastor. And on top of that, even evangelism. Because the thing is, I had to go out of my comfort zone because I don't really like to say things to people. So I was like, I would like to convince somebody, but instead of just selling, I realized that actually I was not selling them anything. Mm. I was asking them, I was going to say to them, how can we help you mm. to improve or to increase actually the revenue in your business? Mm. How can we help you to make sure that your business will be known and that when, and people will decide that they want to come to you than to go to somebody else? Mm. So I changed my mindset to that. It was something that was actually um, interesting. And before I knew it, after a while, um, I also sent actually another day that I needed to go to apply for another company. And I applied for that company, and within a week, actually, I got the job. And mm. the thing that I remember is that that lady said, the reason why I took you, because you don't really have um, a, a experience, actually, in, in marketing and uh, in customer service, the only reason why I took you is because you were working with that newspaper. So, really, I also saw the connection, how God started aligning things into my life. And um, so, and by the time, actually, I started working there, there were also challenges, working on the phone, all those type of things. I really didn't like that. And... I even wanted to leave the place. And then one day I felt God telling me, but uh, am I the one who brought you there or you are the one now who decided that you want to leave? So with that, actually, I realized that there is something God wants to, me to hear, to, le- to learn from this experience. Mm-hmm. And then I stayed there. And then um, before I knew it, actually, uh, there was time one day, one of these days, as I was praying, when I was working in that company, when I finally decided to stay, I started sensing in my heart that maybe... Um, uh, I need to do a bit more concerning um, this ministry. Maybe I need to be more involved. But I didn't know exactly what was happening. So I went to see Pastor Ade, that's your husband, and I went to see him and I told him, you know, Pastor Ade, I don't know exactly what is happening. Each time I'm praying right now, there is kind of an information that is coming to my mind. And there's that idea that keeps coming to my mind that is saying, you know, you need to be more involved into the work of ministry. Mm. He just shook the head and he told me, you know, it's interesting because at this time I've been feeling that I need to move to go to another city, Hmm. go to Kingston. And for me, actually, it's interesting because it seems that God is already aligning things that as I'm going, I will not have to worry about what will happen to the ministry here. Hmm. There's already somebody who can kind of um, help the ministry to continue to move forward. And actually, that's how 
really, I decided that, you know what, it is time for me really to accept that. And what I did, because I was still confused from time to time, I was thinking, if my friend would ask me, what are you doing? I was thinking, am I still want to do engineering? Do I want to do pastoring? I was kind of confused even in the midst of that. So one day I decided to avoid every problem. I'm going to send an email to all my friends. So mm. I sent an email to all of them and I told them, from today, I want you to know that I've, there is a call in my life. I've decided to be a pastor mm -hmm. and that will not change. I will not mm -hmm. go back to engineering. I will not go back to any type of thing. Mm -hmm. By going out like that, I realized that it really helped me to settle in into that call. Because mm -hmm. if somebody was telling me that, my man, I was thinking, yes, but uh, you know me, I don't want to really do those type of things. Mm -hmm. I was sure. But the day I sent that email, it was like a big load being removed from my shoulder. Mm -hmm. and I was able to be able to say, now this is the thing that God has called me to do. I've already mentioned it to everybody. And the, the good part about mentioning it to people is that they will find, they will take you accountable for accountable for what you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So they will keep on asking you, so what about uh, this thing of pastoring? Mm -hmm. So all started um, replying to me and telling me, you know, oh, so you want to be a pastor? That's good. But the, And why I was really happy is that all my friends, they wrote back to me and they told me one thing that day, and I will never forget. Most of them said the same thing. They said, I'm really, we are really happy for you that mm -hmm. you we're able to find your calling. Hmm. We are still going to work, but we are still not sure that what we are doing is exactly what God has told us to do. Amen. So I was even me just sharing that. I was even more encouraged than indeed is the best thing for me to have done to be able to go out and say to people, this is what I believe God has called me to do. I will put all my effort into that. Amen. So that's how the work of pastoring started. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> you know, it, it's very interesting that, you know, when you are still second guessing yourself, you know, uh, the truth of the matter is people know mm -hmm. you're trying to cover it up. You're not sure, you know, but but deep down, the people that know you know that this one yeah, is, exactly. you know, this one is called to be this, you know, mm -hmm. but but they are waiting for you to declare it and declare it to the whole world that this is who I am, you know, and and that's why personally, when when I say the word permission granted, you mm -hmm. know, it's it's it says a lot to me because you know each person needs to declare it. Jesus already gave us a permission when God created us, He made us the way He wants us to be, but we need to declare it and accept that permission that has been granted in Christ, you know, from the beginning, you know, we, we need to declare that. And when you declare it to the world, it's very interesting that people are so excited to see it. Sometimes people may not even be happy. They may act as if they are not happy, mm -hmm. you know, but they are very you know, they are, they are proud of you. They are very excited to know. And many of the people that are close to you, you will see, you know, from the email that you got, you know, that sincerity that you got from your friends that, you know, you know, it's, you have done well. You are the bold one. We are, you know, not yet. Amazing. Amazing. You know, so, so, so anyway, eventually you started pastoring the church and then you decided to also, you know, leave uh, your secular job that you had at the time. Uh, mm -hmm. How did the process happen? In a, in a uh, uh, it's, a, it's amazing because it's still connected to the first time um, uh, 
the I sensed that actually I needed to do a bit more. When I had the conversation with Pastor D at that time, he told me, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to stop your job. You can still do both of them at the same time and, and you will not be alone. So I really, he called down my mind and I thought really it's a good idea because for sure I need to ask myself the question, are we going to eat all those type of things? So mm -hmm. having a job somewhere else, it kind of cool down your mind so you can see that, okay, money is coming in. It's like I can do um, everything for God. I don't have to worry about anything. And as time kept on moving on, one day I was at work out of nowhere. I started sensing in my heart that I need to stop working in that place. So um, uh, the idea came one day. I pushed it aside and then I continued to work. And then another day the idea came again. And I remember it was a Friday. The idea came again that Friday. And guess who called me that day? Again, it's your husband who called me. And he asked me, Oh, so I've been praying for you um, lately, and I was asking, so how are you doing? Um, uh, he said, yeah. So he asked me um, a few questions normally. I just wanted to know how you are doing. And I told him, oh, actually, Pastor, you know, there's an idea that has been crossing my mind lately, that I need to um, stop work and really um, completely do go to full-time ministry. He said, oh, that's an interesting thing. And actually, thank God for his wisdom because he told me, you know, with such a thing, you know, you are not alone anymore. Because in the meantime, for sure, I got married. And now, when I was alone, I could decide that I stopped this, I go on this side. But now you have somebody else that you are carrying along with you. I have a family, I have a child. So you're, you can do things the same way. So he told me, you know, it's important for you to make sure that you carry your family a long way with you so that it's something that both of both, both of you, you agreed, and then you'll be able to move to that direction. Mm. I told him, that's a wonderful idea. So I shared that with my wife, and I remember the first time I shared that with her, she told me, you know, for the moment, I'm not sure, I'm sensing that God is saying we should go in that direction. And really, to be honest, I was at peace because for me, I said to myself, if God is putting something in my heart and then I'm married to this one, he should be able to convince her. So there's no press. So I remember, I think it was October, November of the year. So I left the thing there. We continued and we had a retreat every January. So like a few months after, so like two, three months after, at, by the time we were coming back from the from, from the retreat, we went to a place around Ottawa. So it's like two hours and a half from Montreal. Um, when we are on our way back, she told me, you know what? When we had the retreat, even me, I started sensing that it's time for you also to stop. So um, we decided that, you know, we are, I'm not just going to stop right there. We are going to take a year where we are going to learn because she's also working. So we say we are going to learn how to live within one salary. Mm. So you will take your money, you will put it aside, and you will see exactly how so it is not going to be drastic. So we had a year actually to be able to prepare that so that by January 1st, 2015, I'll be able to start doing full-time ministry and doing exactly what God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, so that's actually how things happen. And um, uh, yeah, and I'd be, before, before I knew it, uh, January 1st came. But it's important to add even something special when we are talking about the calling because when I agreed that with my wife, that we will be doing that, um, uh, so the plan that we had was the fact that we will be living on her salary. Mm -hmm. And guess what? In November of that year, where we have already planned everything, the company decided to lay off certain people because of lack of funding. And unfortunately for her, her name was amongst the people that she had, um, uh, that were, were laid off. And I remember that day she called me and she was like, I think I'm going to be fired today because of those, and my name is among those people. I said, okay. Um, anyway, 
uh, she asked me the question, so what are you going to do? And I remember telling her one thing. I said, you know, when it's raining, it is important for us to have a good umbrella. Mm. In other words, um, if you have a small umbrella, for sure it's going to rain on you. But if you have a good umbrella, it's going to cover the top part. For sure you will sense the water touching your feet or the stuff. Mm. Mm. The top part will not, be, will not be wet. And I told her, you know, God is our umbrella. And we are going to trust that he who already assured us that I need to leave. Mm. We are not going to pay attention to the challenges that we are seeing on the way, mm. but we will continue actually with the plan that we have already agreed on. And that's how actually on the 1st of January, without anything, even though she was jobless, um, now even me not knowing exactly what will happen, we decided to embark into that adventure. Now we are looking and we are saying God is faithful. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, one, one thing that I always remember and, and, you know, and as you were talking, this has just been ringing bell in my heart is whoever is going to follow God, whoever is going to please God must first believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you know, and, and in order to walk with God, you need to, you need to have faith. You know, and I really, really love the analogy of the umbrella, you know, that you just gave now because, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be splashed on. In short, you can be wet, you know, mm. your, your clothes can be wet, you know, in the bottom, but, but on the top, you're okay because God is with you, you know, and, and so I, I, I really, you know, appreciate that. And, and I know that, I mean, you know, our time is, you know, fast spent and, you know, maybe we would, would have to do another one another day, but, but, but I know that. That, um, you know, there there may be somebody out there, you know, that that is saying, you know, I I have been sensing this myself. I've been sensing some. I mean, it doesn't mean you know the person that is listening to this has to be a pastor. Okay, mm-hmm. it's whatever it is that God has called you to do to embrace that, you know, and just jump into it and do it, you know. And and I don't know, you know if you'd like to add something to that, you know, to the person that is listening and saying, I, I think that God is calling me to do something, you know, and, and, you know, I really like the way your story has been, you know, from one, uh, you know, thing to the other and the, the way you, you worked hand in hand with your wife, you know, to, to, to transition in the storm and in the rain and everything. And, you know, and, and it's great blessing also to have, you know, when you are walking in the in steps with God, to also have a spouse that mm-hmm. is, you know, walking hand in hand with God, because then you're able to, you know, go through the challenges together. Even though, you know, there may be some questions, you know, you wait for each other to get it, you know, and then as soon as you get it, we keep running again. You know, it's, it's such a blessing. But I, I like you to, you know, just address this person out there that is saying, you know, I, I, I think I, I know that God is saying, but, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to, to embrace because I don't want to suffer. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, you know, it's interesting to realize that um, uh, to that person, I only say one thing. I will say that um, in life, whether we like it or not, from the 1st of January to the 31st of December, we have, especially, for example, because we believe in enough, enough America, we know that we have seasons. So I know that winter is going to come. Mm. So 
when winter comes, I cannot say to myself, I don't want a lot of snow this year. No. When winter comes, snow is going to fall. Mm. When it's going to be the spring, it's going to be a lot of water, um, rain. When summer comes, everybody knows that there's going to be a sunny time. Mm. So in other words, there are seasons in life. And whether we like it or not, whether we are at a good place or at the wrong place, those things will happen. Mm. So whether it is a good year or a bad year, you see, mm. for, what you call bad year, actually, what I mean is that sometimes at the beginning of the year, we have words. And the words of the year that we feel that we feel that this is where God is leading us, for example, as a church or as an individual, it does not mean that, really, that having that word, challenges mm. are not going to happen. Challenges mm. are secure. So if we are waiting for a right time, a right, the right um, uh, circumstances, mm. the right season to mm. start something, mm. then Fortunately, um, we will be missing out of a lot of stuff. Mm. But I believe that actually the things that we are also learning in the midst of the other seasons mm. are also helping us to shape who we are. Mm. And the what it is that that's what makes the story. Mm. Because but that all I can say to that person is that what makes your story is the challenges that you have been through. Mm. It's your story. I have a cousin, and um, at the beginning of this year, she was in Canada on vacation in last December. And then when we were talking uh, with her, she also felt that she said, You know, there are things that God has put in my heart, and I don't know. And I told her, You know what? Just go ahead and do that. What she had in her, in her heart is to do a blog. Mm. So, and I realized that I was amazed. By the time she got fired up with doing that blog, it took her like two weeks. Now the blog is on, and every week she writes on that blog. Mm -hmm. And the reason she was scared is because she said to herself, I'm afraid that what I'm going to write is going to be too personal, sharing my story. Mm -hmm. But it, it had to be vulnerable mm -hmm. if you reach out to people. Mm -hmm. So I believe, I believe that we have to be vulnerable in the sense that I'm saying to myself, I know there's something that is lying within me, and I know that this is what God wants me to do, then I have no choice. I need to be vulnerable by saying, you know what, let me uh, let me um, put all my trust into that. Because if you don't do that, anyway, at the end of the day, you will have regret. The only thing that we don't want to have is to make sure that even though it wasn't that, at least I'm boldly able to say I did my best to pursue that nudging that I had inside me and nothing stopped me. Yeah, because man. at least when we will see God, we'll be able to say, I may have been confused, but at least I did my best mm. to bring out what I sense to deposit inside mm. me. So I would just say to the person, you know what? Don't look back. Don't look around. Just jump. Amen. 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 Wow. It's been uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience, you know, chatting with you. Um, and, and I really, really thank God for, for your life. And, uh, yeah, I, I still have a few more questions, but but I, I think we'll have to schedule for another day. <laughs> you know, I know you're a t you're, you're a pastor, and you you love to you know share a lot, you know. So so would would we'll bring you back? You know, I'm sure my my listeners also enjoyed you know listening to you. So just to wrap it up, would you like to just pray with you know with anyone listening? Pray with us and 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 just bless uh, this time. Yes, certainly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you really for this uh, blessed time that you spend in your presence. It was refreshing time, my Lord and my God, not only for the viewer, for the listener, my Lord and my God, but even for us, my Lord and my God, who were part of this um, uh, meeting, this show. Spirit of the living God, we are thanking you because we believe that indeed there is something that again you brought back to life. Father, my prayer is that whatever nudging that is in people's heart, whatever things that my Lord, they are sensing every single day, 
day and they're in their mind, they are putting it on the side by thinking, let me wait for tomorrow. Let me wait for the right circumstances. Let me wait for the right season, for the right timing in order for me to jump into that. We know that, my Lord and my God, there will never be a right timing. There will never be a right season. Whatever it is in the future, my Lord and my God, today we are praying that you will bring it back into the memory of your children, that they will start slowly by slowly. The Bible says, do not despise the day of small beginning. It does not mean that they have to stop everything that they are doing, but it simply is my Lord and my God, that with what we understand of it today, we can start look, looking after that. We can start getting information about that. Father, I'm praying that you will nudge again the heart of your children, that they will start, my Lord, thinking again about idea. Even if it's only about thinking about idea daily, let them think about it, my Lord and my God, so that in 5, 10, 14 years, my Lord and my God, we will be able to say, wow, this is where this idea brought me. So I thank you, my Lord and my God, for all the people that are listening, and I give you praise for all the ideas that you are putting into their heart. My Lord, my God, I believe that these ideas, they will all not remain ideas, but they will, you will move your children into action so that those ideas will become something tangible that will be a blessing to the whole world. You'll be to praise and all the glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much, Pastor Jaim. It's, uh, it's been a blessing, you know, hanging out with you for this little while. And uh, God bless you and uh, God bless everything that you do. The Lord will continue to increase. I, as a matter of fact, I forgot. Mm. Isn't it that you're writing a book right now? Oh, yes, I'm writing a book. Um, uh, I've hesitated a bit about the title, but I settled on the title, In Christ, My New Realities. Amen. So that's the book that I'm writing. is a devotional, actually, about who we are in Christ. And I'm believing, naturally, that uh, for me, I'm sensing that it is my gift to the body of Christ to be able to help everybody to know who they are in Christ. And I'm trusting God that by them looking at it daily, they will sense exactly who they are in Christ and they will go out with that understanding and they will do exploits. Amen. Amen. Wow. Praise God. I can't wait for the book to be out. Is it going to be an English book or a French book? It's going to be in both languages, French and English. Nobody is left out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's that's amazing. Okay. Pastor Jai was also a part of uh, a book. He, he, he worked on a book with me uh, two, about two years ago and yes. wrote his testimony in my book titled Weep No More, God Has Not Forgotten About You. And he has a very wonderful story in there. Yes. If you've not read, read it, you can, you can go in there and, uh, and, and read it as well. All right. So thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you again, Pastor Olu, for having me. God bless you too. That was another amazing episode of Like Jesus Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to head over to olusobanjo.com. I have some other useful resources like this one there for you. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for my weekly updates so you become an insider. And again, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a message there. And if you know someone who has embraced God's purpose for them, or if you're that person, I would love to have a chat with you. Please leave me a voice message there. And um, all right, so go on, embrace God's purpose for you today, like Jesus. Bye for now.